I am Joseph Kronberg, and this is the Daily Giddy Up Podcast, focusing on inspiration, motivation, and positivity to guide you towards making small, mindful decisions that can have profound impacts on your life. Brandon, it's a pleasure to have you here with me today. I appreciate it. I know we're in for an awesome ride as we dig into your uh, journey and mindset. I can only imagine the toll being a professional athlete has on uh, your mind and your body and your soul. You've had a pretty storied career here in the U.S. from Rookie of the Year and National Champion at BU, Go Terriers. And, you know, playing in the NHL for the Avalanche and Predators and now being overseas as captain for the Red Star and training as captain and leader of 2022 Chinese Olympic hockey team. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if that doesn't scream, let's giddy up. I'm not exactly sure what does, but uh, Yipper, how you doing today, brother? Joe, thanks for having me, man. And giddy up nation, let's go. I <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah, I'm doing great, man. I'm in Boston right now. The weather's been unbelievable the last couple of weeks. So I've been up out, out on the, the golf course swinging them and it's been Love great. It. Using a different stick, but at the same time swinging nonetheless. You know, never exactly. forget that. Exactly. So I, I know the season was cut short over last season and you're kind of back here in the U.S. for a bit. So, you know, we're happy to have you stateside. I'm sure the dynamics in China and Russia and, you know, where you're playing right now are pretty tough and your whole team scattered all over. But, um, you know, I hope everyone's safe and healthy. Yeah, it seems it's a crazy world, as everyone knows right now. I was kind of at the forefront of everything when, you know, the virus went down in Beijing and around January we were there. And we actually had a home game in Beijing and the GM called me after the game and we're supposed to go on a road trip like three days after that, that game. And he called me and told me, hey, listen, there's this crazy virus going around. We don't know too much about it. All we know is, you know, we should get out of here. <laughs> so literally the next day, we jumped on a flight to Helsinki, Finland, which is another team, a part of the KHL. And we flew there. We packed a couple of weeks worth of clothes and we actually never came back to China. We finished the season in Russia, played a couple home games, and unfortunately, we missed the playoffs. But as it turned out, as everyone knows, the playoffs ended up getting canceled anyway due to the virus. So, you know, that was unfortunate. But yeah, like you said, I'm back stateside. I've been here since, I guess, the end of February when the season ended. And, you know, now here I am. Yeah, working on that pro tour game. But yeah, exactly. I uh, taken a step back, I'm curious how you and the consistency of routine and sport played in the ability to get yourself in the mindset each day and accomplish goals and set a routine as a professional athlete. Can you walk us through a little bit how, you know, your mindfulness in the morning kind of sets your day and accomplishes your long-term goals of being a professional athlete as you wake up each morning for yourself and also being a leader of the team? Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess it starts earlier in my career when I didn't even know I was going to be a professional hockey player. It was just I'd wake up and all I'd think about is hockey. So I'd do everything to make me better at that, whether it was playing in my basement. I had a little net. I'd shoot pucks for hours and just, right. I didn't even know that was a routine. You know, I was, I was too young to even know that what was going on. And as I developed into a professional, it took me some time. You know, we're all human and, you know, you kind of think you have this routine, but it's, it's very hard to follow at times. As I became a professional, I realized routine was key for me because on the ice, a problem I had, especially kind of going through college when the level of the players got a lot better and wasn't as easy as playing juniors back home because it was more diluted, I guess you could say. So now when all, you bring all those players together, I had a problem being consistent every game and every practice. I'd have a great game one game and then 
wouldn't be so great the next game. Right. So then I spoke to people and the coaches and they'd be like, what's your routine? Like, what's going on? And, you know, I, I didn't really have one. Like, I, I'd go to practice, blah, blah, blah. But now as I sat back and looked and realized, I was like, okay, well, how about waking up every day and eating breakfast? Right. How about going, and, you know, I was in college at the time, going to every class. Then right. after class, going to practice and then kind of focus, take a few minutes as part of my routine to take a few minutes before practice and kind of think about like one or two things you wanted to work on that day. Just right. really focus right. on that, you know, whether it was working on my speed or working on finishing every drill or going as hard as you can every drill, something like that, just something to focus on. And then once I developed my routine off the ice, it really started to carry on the ice. So I was more consistent in those games. So I think those two things, like you said, the daily routine and consistency, they come hand in hand. As you know, I'm learning as I get older now and you know, hockey's not going to last forever. You know, I got to focus on my next career. Now I got to bring other things into that routine. And I think the Giddy app is a great way for me to learn, man. I've been reading your guys' right. daily emails and it's all these life hacks. You know, they're great. You know, I think one of them was how to improve your memory. You know, I didn't even think about that. I'm like, always like, you know, I have a bad memory now. I read these life hacks about how to improve your memory, which is going to obviously help me when I eventually come to the business world. It's been great. And, you know, I don't have the answer for everything. I'm like any of us, you know, I'm still learning as we go. And it's been a great tool for me to kind of progress. That's really interesting. I think you touched on a lot of valuable points for for a lot of different people, right? I think it's first addressing the fact that when you're young, you kind of do things innately that you don't realize what you're doing them and how you're doing them, right? Will compound over, over time to provide yeah. results in the future. And then also people not really understanding the value of the routine or, or how to really get into the mindset of a routine, right? I think you touched on having some of your coaches give you some guidance or thinking about what those small steps could be, like just going to class, having that consistency and the dedication of focus and how that compounds into your, your skill set and your athletic abilities, because it's all part of a bigger picture coming together. And then as you move forward, like different stages of life, right? The routine you had in college is different from the routine you had in the NHL, which is different from the routine you have at the Cade. It's all about yeah. flexibility, but realizing the value in your consistency on a day-to-day -day basis. I guess touching on when you're growing up, how did you know like you wanted to play hockey? What was like your driver there? And did you play any other sports? And what was the sort of transition from like saying, okay, I'm playing in my basement, shooting on nets and having fun in intramurals to really transitioning to like, all right, you know what, I'm going to go after it. I'm going to be a professional athlete. And what did that mindset and focus, how did that change? What got me into hockey was definitely my father. It's funny, he actually put me on roller skates to start. I think I was like three or four years old. Right, and, and for, for, those of you, for those of you guys listening out there, Brandon's from Canada, so that's also what got him into yeah. hockey. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. We uh, eat, breathe, and sleep hockey. There you go. So my dad, who, who he didn't even play hockey himself, he just played like demurely and you know, right. just with some buddies. So right. he got me out. We had a nice little cul-de-sac out front. He put, he put me on roller skates, and uh, we'd play together for hours on end just out, out front, you know, shooting pucks, playing one-on-one. And I just started falling in love with it, and then – when it, by the time I was five or six, when he actually put me into ice hockey, I started doing everything hockey related, like street hockey, mini hockey, bubble hockey. If it was a video game, I'd be playing hockey. It was just, <laughs> I just became obsessed with it. I loved it. And then once he took me to like a, a Vancouver Canucks game, which is the NHL team there, and I look at these guys and there's 20,000 people watching them. And it's a huge deal and the atmosphere is great. The crowd's going wild. These guys are flying up and down the ice. There's a bunch of fighting. I'm like, what's this? This is unbelievable. They can fight, not get in trouble. <laughs> so I just 
fell in love with him, man. Like I just every day and then to touch on other sports, he actually introduced me to other sports as well. And, you know, I grew up playing basketball, baseball, tennis, like everything. We just, right. my dad and I played everything together. And the other one that I was actually getting pretty decent at was basketball. I played it all the way up until kind of junior year of high school when, when the coach actually told me I was starting to miss practice, basketball practice for hockey practice. And he wasn't too happy with that. So he's like, you got to pick one or the other, which looking back, I strongly disagree with. I think <laughs> if you're a kid growing up 12, 13, 14 years old or however Right. you should have the opportunity to play several different sports right right so that's kind of a bummer looking back but self-select, you know I just self-selected yeah exactly and it's crazy now because it's almost the other end of the sword is if you want to make the nhl if you want to make the nba i mean these kids are going training while they're 11 12 years old now like yeah. it's insane like you just look at these kids they have their own personal coaches by the time they're 13 I, right. I mean, I didn't start training physically outside of hockey, like in the weight room, until I was like 18 or 19 years old when I was going to go to BU my freshman year. And my coach is like, dude, you need to gain like 25 pounds right. of skin and bones. Yeah. So I got to train and then start working out. But now if you want to make it, I mean, it starts way earlier than that. It is crazy how timing and things have accelerated quite a bit, right? To really have to like know what you want to do. And, and I think that that, it, you know, takes away a little bit to what you touched on of like doing what you love. It kind of takes it away because it doesn't allow you to self-select. It, it kind of forces yeah. you to, to, while you're young, to have all these inputs and opinions. And like you said, your coach was like, Brandon, you got to pick one or the other. And, and at 10, 11, 12, yeah, like, how do, do I is, know what I want yeah. to do? I'm 12 years old, man. Like, how do maybe I want to I, play tennis? I didn't even know yet, you know? Exactly. Or maybe exactly. I don't even want to play sports. Like, it's crazy now. And it takes away from your ability to be a kid and just playing for the fun of it, right? When you're kind of like in the mindset of, okay, now I know I'm going after it. When you said 17, 18, 19, getting into the weight room, how did that mindset change to be like, all right, you know what? I'm running at this and I'm going to be the best at it and do the best I can and achieve the ultimate goal of getting drafted. What was your like focus? How did that all shift? You know what? As I mean, you know me, I'm kind of a happy-go-lucky guy. I was just kind of playing hockey because I loved it like we touched on before and I think it wasn't until I got drafted. I must have been 17 or 18 years old. I got drafted to the NHL, and I didn't really know I'm getting drafted. They just they must have had scouts out there watching me, and then I got all these scholarship offers to go to different colleges. And right. I'm a small-town kid, man, from Canada, I didn't even know what college was. I didn't know what right. my experience was. I didn't know what my path was. Right. Fortunate enough for me, my parents have always told me that would be a great goal for you is to get free paid college scholarship. Right. So right. once those started coming in and the NHL team started talking to you, I'm like, wow, this could be a path for me. Why not? Like, I love the game. Let's see how far I can go. So then I start changing my mindset and being like, okay, now everything's hockey. Now I got to start eating better. Right. You know, now I got to start getting in the gym and training better. Now I got to train off the ice during the summers when the season's not going. Yep. And so you definitely got to, there's a lot more sacrifices, you know, all your friends are going out partying on Saturday, Friday, Saturday night, and maybe you should take an extra day and train. So now you can't go to that or you can't go on these like spring break trips that everyone was going on. So there's definitely a lot of sacrifice, but as I learned along the way, you know, it definitely paid off. Right. Yeah. No, look, and I think that's valuable, right? Is understanding what long-term goals as you're starting to do small things every day, you're like, 
all right, wait a minute, I have something else I'm striving towards. And that goal becomes your focus. And you know, you call it sacrifice, and it's definitely sacrifice. And I call it dedication to yourself, to your goals. And ultimately, at the end of the day, your friends will be there and should always be there. But and that night of partying maybe came and gone. But at the same time, your accomplishments of what you dedicated yourself to do is something that you can feel hold with you forever. And I think that really touches on your mindset of willingness not to fail, like and what drives to be the best best you you can be. I think that that's super valuable to for people listening in to hear is that if you can set your mind to something that's bigger than yourself that you can realistically touch on every day, it'll make those small decisions every day that much easier. I think it's a learning process, man. Like I went through, I didn't always have that mindset. I've had ups and downs. I've had times where I picked the party side instead of the training side. And I've learned from that. And I've had, that's why if you look at my career, sometimes it goes up and down a little bit. Yeah. And uh, now that I've gotten older and experienced it, now I understand the path. But right. if someone kind of told me that while I was younger, while I was first getting into the NHL, I think maybe I would have had maybe a little bit more successful as a career. Who knows? But right. it's all life experience. Yep, no regrets. And I think that's also another valuable point is lessons learned, right? Like take things in, look, you're not everything you do and everything we do isn't going to be perfect, right? But it's the ability to bounce back to pick yourself up to be like, all right, shit, I messed that up, but I'm not going to do that again. And I'm going to learn from it and be better from it. I think that's really interesting. And as you kind of like thinking about your sacrifices, your dedication, this long term goal that you had, And ultimately, can you describe what the feeling and process to actually getting drafted by the NHL was and like how that validation, how that success, how that achievement resonated with what I've put in so much time, effort, energy every morning, day in and day out to uh, set this goal. And here I am realizing it, realizing this amazing accomplishment. It's crazy just because, like I said, I was kind of just happy-go-lucky guy. Like I was just going around and I loved the game so much at that age that I was just naturally putting in the work. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't sit there, and it's different paths for everyone. If I knew what I know now, I'd sit there and write down my goals and, you know, try to achieve them, write down my daily routine. I was kind of just doing that, you know, I guess whatever you call it, if I was lucky enough just to love the game that much, I was naturally putting in the effort right. because I loved it. And then it wasn't even a goal of mine to get drafted to the NHL. It just kind of happened. Right. And now then when it happened, then I was like, whoa, okay, now my goal, I can make the NHL. Like I said to myself, like I can make the NHL. Okay, now that's I'm going to make that my goal. So right. it kind of happened a little different for me. Right. You know what? I think part of that allowed you to enjoy the experience that much more, right? Because when you are the 10, 11, 12-year-old kid being drilled down on to be like, you have to make the NHL, right? right. Like you hear Michael Phelps' stories about he was just drilling and training and, and he's miserable, right? And exactly. that misery is really something that, that I think a lot of people have as they kind of like realize that maybe these goals aren't their goals, right? At 10 years old, you're now being told you got to do this, that, where you're doing it because you love it. And I think yeah. that 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 happy-go-lucky sort of attitude is ace in the hole, is your ability to become that professional athlete where it was on your term and happened and unfolded in the way that you wanted. Right. And I mean, it, it worked out for me through hockey, but I mean, now that I learned the other side when hockey's on the business world, I don't know if the happy-go-lucky part's going to make me successful. Now I need to kind of buckle down, realize what I like. I mean, everyone's got to do what they love and then it doesn't become work, obviously, but definitely need more structure moving forward into my next chapter. Hey everyone, just a reminder, don't forget to listen to part two of this amazing two-part series. Thanks for tuning in. If you appreciate the people we bring on the show, please take 30 seconds to leave a rating and review.